All right, welcome everybody to another episode of Grind My Gears. This is uh, popular demand. We got the man back. Uh, before we get started, log on to www.ashenmdarmma.com. Use discount code Brown Privilege. Get yourself ten percent off any of the gear online. Uh, we just launched a Nutrition Plus program. If you're looking to get yourself in better shape and help with uh, nutrition guidance from experts. That's where you go. Also, log on to www.rebeccagodfreyartistry.com. Uh, uh, sign up for her newsletter. You get 10% off as well. Uh, all of her designer brands and art and everything else like that. So, let's get to it. Back by popular demand. Chris Bonfoco from the uh, island. Or not, no, you're not on the fucking island. You're on, the, on the peninsula. The peninsula pen of Placencia, Belize. So, how is it, coach? Good, good. Well, first, I want to chime in here for charity that I'm kind of helping out here. Yeah, so you it. see my shirt with the blue ribbon. Uh, there's a plane landing right next to me here. Um, you know, liberalism, find a cure. It's a really important thing. Uh, we should be looking into uh, you know, staying out of totalitarian states. I, I attribute this shirt to Mar Mr. Mike, Mark Dice. Uh, maybe one day he'll see this podcast. But yeah, um, yeah. you know, important charity, guys. We gotta find a cure. We, we gotta, gotta find. find a cure. We gotta find a cure because we have zero cures for it. We got cures for everything else, but <laughs> all, all but liberalism. I need Not one. real liberalism, though. The pretend one that we're witnessing. Yeah, right the now. the woke liberalism. So how is it down there? You were. I was asking you about it the other day, and you said you're gonna let me know when you talk to me. All um, right. So uh, part of the reason we came here was. Uh, we wanted to, we knew what was coming in Canada and, and we wanted to get out, keep our freedom and just kind of from afar, kind of observe, stay away from the whole thing and um, see what's going down. And um, we came here because like it's a developing nation. Like I say, third world, some people get offended by that. Like, yeah. you know, it's kind of in between. Um, I guess that's part of being a developing nation is um, we came here because usually the world kind of ignores these kind of places. And um, well, in the last couple of weeks, I got to shut that window. Because of the airplanes. <laughs> There's really not that many that come in, by the way. But whenever you get here, you come down to visit me. I'm gonna. I'm not going to pick you up in my truck. I'm just going to take a dinghy across. You just walk across the tarmac. I'll pick you up in my dinghy. When I visit you, we might have to drive from Canada. They might not let my ass. They might not <laughs> let knows, us. Right? Yeah. So anyway, yeah, we came here to Belize to get away from it. So what's happened since we got here? When we got here, there was a curfew at 7 p.m. until uh, 5 a.m. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I kind of, and you have to wear masks outside, which, you know, doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But, um, so anyway, that was kind of it. And the things started to loosen up. Like I started my, I started a little school down here. I didn't really promote it much. Yeah. Uh, cause I, cause of the COVID like in Canada, when we got to reopen and, you know, all the momentum was lost and it, it was like no point in putting in the effort. So I'm like, right now I want to keep it small until you figure it out. Yeah. So anyway, we started our contact sports here um, at the middle of April, whereas like you know Ontario was July until July, right? July, yeah. So um, which was nice, but now 
they have these things called SIs here. They're called statutory instruments. And the current one, there's some crazy things happening down here. And, and uh, I can get into it like conspiracy wise and what's actually going on globally is so the the health minister here announced two weeks ago that as of October 1st, you're not able to go into any public space without a vaccine passport. Okay. Now they don't have QR codes here. There's no way they could do I don't even know how they're going to try to enforce this here. Like this is a country the size of Southern Ontario with 300,000 people living in it. Yeah. And they don't have much for infrastructure, right? Like it's easy for the cops to kind of catch people doing things because there's only a few roads. Like there's not a lot of roads yeah. connecting areas to areas like inside communities, there's dirt roads, but, um, so anyway, you, you have to have that. Yeah. Now, when that came out, the men, the, it's funny here because the mafia here is the Mennonites. <laughs> it's, 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 the, it's the reverse. <laughs> right? It's so, it's so, it's so bizarre. Because the Mennonites here came about 25 years ago. And huge props to them because the, the only reason there's paved roads in this country is because the Mennonites. Like they, yeah. They've done a lot of work here. And they came here because they were told they had amnesty if they had to go to war or something because they, they, they're pacifists. They want nothing to do with that, right? Yeah. And they really have helped the Belizean economy. They, they built houses. They built roads. Um, they opened stores. Like they, they, they're, they're, they, they make their own wood, right? Yeah. Like it's crazy how, the thing, how much they do in this country. What, what so, percentage of the economy would you say they kind of – I, I don't know. I, I like if, if I was to assume it's over fifty percent. Wow, that much because right? they employ so many people. And, yeah, um, yeah, well, they do a lot of stuff. Well, that, yeah, and, regardless of the number, it's a significant amount. Oh yeah, and like talking about food production, all of that. Yeah. So they they're coming out with these rules. That's supposed to start October first. So the Mennonites met with the prime minister here and basically said, and they, they had sent out an open letter. Their verbiage in the letter was absolutely brilliant. They said, you know, the vigor in which the government is moving forward with these mandates um, displays nothing more than nefarious intent. Yeah. I absolutely loved the language that they used. Because uh, people think Mennonites, they think horse and carriage, right? Like these people are sophisticated people. Yeah. Um, and anyway, so they met with the prime minister last Tuesday. And all of a sudden, this new statutory instrument came in for the next two weeks. Now, the next two weeks, this is what's going on. I live in Placentia. So there's four areas of the country. Placentia, yeah. Hopkins, uh, San Pedro and Key Cocker. These are all, these are the four major tourist areas. Yeah. They do not have to abide by a lot of these rules. Everywhere else in the country, all non-essential businesses are shut down again now. And contact sports are shut down again. So I've been shut down. Like I'm not doing a lot, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm having fun, man. Like my, yeah, my commute to work is down the stairs of my front deck to my side yard. Like that's where I teach. It's, yeah. it's this is like this is amazing. I went from like such a, a huge overhead where I was nothing. two years ago to like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> right. And and it's amazing, like I've really reconnected with my jujitsu and mixed martial arts roots, right? But yeah. the uh because I'm not stressed at the beginning of every month. But anyway, so that's been shut down. Now the 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 curfew is now from for those every area except the ones I said earlier is now from uh, 7 p.m. until 4 a.m. Okay. All non-essential businesses are closed 
And the entire country, including Key Cocker, San Pedro, Placencia, and Hopkins, on Sunday were under house arrest. Seriously? Yeah, we can't go anywhere on Sunday. You're allowed to go to the grocery store. That's it. You can't go, uh, like starting October 1st, they're saying that we can't go to any public place. I mean, plus Belize is different. Like when I ordered meat, yeah, I ordered meat from a business called Coaxana. It's a Mennonite business. Yeah, and um, it deliver they deliver it right to my house. The guy who sells me my vegetables drives his truck into my neighborhood, and I buy my vegetables off his truck. My so is, this, is this rule for every Sunday? You can't leave your fucking house. So right now, yeah, for the next two Sundays, this Sunday and next Sunday. What what is the rationale behind that? There is no rationale behind. That's the that's that's the thing. That's the thing, right? Same like I was talking to a Belizean a couple weeks ago. She's a bartender and saying like these these like when they had they were talking about moving the curfew back to five a.m. Yeah, four a.m. I'm like, why? That makes no sense. What? Because joggers and early morning cyclists are the scourge of society. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's all who's out at that time. Like, that's- I go out and I go out at four a.m. to train. Because it gets so damn hot here, you can't do anything after eight a.m. Yeah, right. It's so, too hot. Yeah, that makes that makes the perfect sense to wake up early and get it done. Get so, it done. Yeah. Is this so, the what's the numbers? Is this is this uh, in justification of a rise of cases? Is that why they're doing it? Well, that's that's what they're saying now. Sorry, airplane. Another airplane. I swear to God, they don't land this time. <laughs> um, they just uh, they just knew we were going to do this uh, like let's right do this. yeah it's all prop planes so when yeah. you fly here from Belize City you feel like you're Indiana Jones yeah so, <laughs> so the pro- um, pro- propeller at the front <laughs> so the numbers are up here yeah um, but who can trust those right because I don't trust one of them right yeah everything is so damn inconsistent like I was reading the newspaper from here last week and they can't even get their own damn propaganda straight yeah um so and it's all over the world but I mean here maybe it's easier to spot um because the paper said oh there's you know seven out of ten of the uh, covid patients in the ICU are unvaccinated and in the same paragraph they say that 85 percent of the people in the hospital, are unvaccinated for with, with people with COVID are unvaccinated. Yeah. Well, if 15% of the people in the hospital have their double vax, but 30% of the people in the ICU have their double vax, you're not even getting your propaganda. Yeah. The num the numbers don't add up. They just don't. That says like shit. If I end up in the hospital with the vaccine, I'm in more trouble than if I don't. Yeah. Right. And the other number is, is that last I checked is this country only has 18% of the population is vaccinated. So it's a very low amount. So if only 18% of the population is vaccinated, but 30% of the people in the ICU that, are double vaxxed. That's a lot. Of, that's a technically a big uh, number of the proportion of the people that are vaccinated. Correct? That? Right. And I, I'm sure they don't mean it to come off that way. But if you're actually looking at the numbers and reading into what they're saying, they, they're not even getting the propaganda straight. Yeah. It makes no sense. It no. Makes zero sense. You know, and then if 15% of the people, like if, if 18% of the people of the, of the population are vaccinated, but 15% of the people in the hospital from COVID are vaccinated, that means only the vaccine is only 3% effective. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm using my math correct. Using your math correct. Right? So um, how does that make any sense? And that means that 15% of the unvaccinated would be affected, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. Because... It, 
but the the numbers here don't. And I, I know that's bad. That that's really from that's a market really bad perspective. Math. That's bad math. But it it's it's you get, num- it makes you think. Like wait a second. The numbers here are the, it's, it's it's the same thing because every day I think I'm pretty sure you know because you were here uh, for a little bit before you left. Every day they report the fucking numbers because it's propaganda. You don't need to know them every day, but they make it to know, knowledgeable to the public every day, basically to scare you. My first problem with how they report the numbers is every media outlet, say the number is, just pick a random 655, they will automatically in their headline close to 700 cases. Just say the actual fucking number. Now I'm actually seeing is they will say, okay, Here's the number of cases for the day. So let's pick an even number of 200, right? It's, it's more than that, but it's 200. And they will say the amount of cases that are from unvaccinated, partially vaccinated, or undisclosed uh, is 180, right? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, now you're lumping in three sets of numbers within one category and making the perception that it is one thing, which it's not. So what is it? Is it how many people are totally unvaccinated? How many people have one dose and undisclosed? You can't lump those in. And what they're doing is they're lumping those three numbers together to create a larger number in order to push the agenda of what they're going for, which is obviously in Canada right now, you know, get everybody a vaccine, right? But... Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if they're doing that there, but they're doing it here. And I've picked up on it for a long time. And those numbers are not real. Like when they say those numbers on, it's not real. Tell me the real numbers. And then maybe you'll get some, you'll get rid of some of the skepticism. But until that day, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. Like, holy crap. Like, no wonder people are hesitant. The the, the message has been, it's so inconsistent. Like they, they don't, they're, like I was saying, how here they're not even getting it straight, their own propaganda. Like, nowhere is getting their propaganda straight. No, nowhere. Like, look at Dr. Fauci. How many times did he say, things, like, when he says the double mask? It's like Tim Poole pointed this out, talking about how CNN would ask him a question, right? Is it, it you know, is one mask effective or is two more? And then all of a sudden he goes, oh, two masks are more effective. And then the following week, CNN said, well, we, we, we looked at it and one mask is more effective. And Fauci says, yeah, one mask is, is is all you need, right? Like, well, who is, is what is the, it? What is it? <laughs> yeah, is the tail wig wagging the dog or what? Right? Like, that's I, I, you get that reference, I'm sure. I, I get the and the the other uh, messaging issue is is um, one time what what they will at, at least in Canada is what they will come out and say the effectiveness of these. Uh, uh, vaccines. Uh, they seem to be changing every day. And then their excuse is, well, this is a developing situation. The science changes. Well, if you're looking to build confidence within a population, maybe you should fucking wait. Like, you know, maybe a two, three, four extra weeks till you get the actual data in and report properly. Because I think if you really want to build public trust back, which is, it's at an all-time low. Like, trust between the public and the government is n- not there. I mean, obviously, for a certain group of people, they'll, they'll believe anything they hear. But the trust is not. If you want to get the trust back, just stop giving you know information, just blurting it out 
okay, we're going to do this. And then two weeks later, we're going to do this because the information should wait, get all the facts together and present it all at once. And then the mixed messaging will kind of disappear. I think we're, we're what, almost two years into this now? We're heading into the, the, the final second year of this. The messaging has not changed in the fact that every week or two, they keep confusing people more and more and more. And to be honest, nobody knows what to believe anymore. So at the end of the day, they're saying, fuck it. I'm just going to not care, right? And, and that's yeah. where we're at right now, at least in Canada. And I can see that happening around the world. I mean, look at Australia. Australia is a fucking shithole. Well, I mean, if people, the sad thing is, if people actually looked at Australia critically, that the all these anti-gun people, yeah, right, like that's what happens when you take when you allow the government all the power. Yeah, like you, you, you. The, the, the I don't want to get into a Second Amendment debate. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why people don't understand it. Yeah, because it's not the guns that the legal purchase guns that causes problems. Like look at Canada, like. Trudeau saw an opportunity to do something and he did it based on nothing, right? Yeah. Like no AR-15 has ever been used to kill a Canadian. No. Every person, Handguns are the problem and they're unregistered gang violence. Every person That's I know with an automatic rifle is a licensed gun holder and a responsible fucking human being. I yeah. know quite a few. I, at least I have at least 10 to 15 friends who have gun licenses and have those rifles and none of them... So have that thing out they are responsible gun owners they only shoot it at the range they it's all locked up in cases they're all respond it's not it's the illegal guns coming in from the u.s it has nothing to do with the responsible gun owners in canada so that that whole thing was just a play that he used politically to so people buy into it and that's what comes into the what i see as the greatest tragedy of this entire of this entire situation you call it. I wouldn't even call it situation. this era yeah has been the co- in the covid era covid has enabled weak people too much power yes okay weak of character weak of strength there's no more meritocracy all you have to do now and this is why this debate has gotten so bad is you do not have strong alpha people running what's going on yeah, 100%. all you have to do is pretend you're compassionate. Yes, that's 100%. why people think Trudeau is like these idiots who vote for Trudeau. I'm sorry, I'll just say you're an idiot if you yeah. vote. <laughs> and you know these these people who do this, they're they're doing. Oh, he's he's compassionate. That man is not compassionate. Not one bit. Not one any bit. person who says there will be consequences if you don't take the jab. That is an authoritarian right there. You yeah, have, you have, threat. It you, was a threat. And they're the same people. Like, I'm so disgusted with these people. They, they're the same people who sit back and they call everybody a racist. And they turn around and they're the ones who are doing exactly what the people did. It's like, oh, how did Germany fall to the Nazis? Yeah. Because of you. <laughs> You're the one who did it. And I'm not going to make specific right. examples, but you're 100% right because I, I see that within, uh, you know, family and friends. I see the exact same uh, situation you're, that you're, you're describing is that yeah. the ones that vote for him are actually the ones that are, are perpetuating those, the, those right. things. And like I say, the weak people getting power, it's because now all you have to do is say, 
I'm getting the jab because I care about you. I'm putting on my mask because I care about you. I'm doing this because I care about Yeah. A grown-up, a human grown-up knows a specific thing. There is no such thing as an unselfish task. Yeah. An unselfish act. Sorry. No, no such thing. No such There's thing. no such thing. And people will hear that. And I've said that to so many people over the years. People hear that and they'll think like, oh, that's that's not right. Like, what are you talking about? When people do work for charity, they do it because maybe they do care about the charity. And they probably do because, I mean, it's volunteer work. It makes right? them feel But good. they do it to put on the resume. Or they do it because even, it makes them feel good. The act of it making you feel good is a selfish act. That's you. Do exactly. It. That's a selfish Exactly. Act. Yeah, I don't know. So when you're saying like, I'm getting the jab and social distancing and doing everything that Doug Ford is who like has the number one comorbidity of, of COVID-19. And um, I watched a video of his daughter on a treadmill the other day and she's, and, and it was a good video. She's like, and, and it was funny because it's like, well, she, she must not be on the same page as him. Because no, she's like, not. My, my wife, my wife he doesn't even know what a, that man doesn't know what a treadmill is. He's like, what yeah. is that contraption? Yeah, my right, wife brought so, that up. She's totally against everything. So it was, it was, it's kind of um, odd to see him take certain actions when his own family members are quite vocal about it. But the media yeah. doesn't cover that, right? They don't cover yeah. her. They don't. They know that they, they. It's it's kind of weird that it's ammunition for all the other parties. Like if I was the Liberals or the NDP, because there's a provincial election coming up, I'd be all over that shit. I'd be using her and be like, Doug Ford can't even control his own family. What makes you think he can control the province? I would be. It's funny because that's a liberal. Yeah. A liberal saying like he can't even control. A fucking liberal. Sorry, my watch my my A liberal should not be saying he can't control his family. Yeah. This is why I'm wearing this shirt. Oh, look, it's the other side. This is why I'm wearing (laughs) this shirt. A liberal can't say I'm going to, you know, he can't control his family because a liberal is not looking to control their family, his or her family. Their family, sorry, right? So, like, wrong <laughs> pronoun. <laughs> so, you know, the hypocrisy is brutal. So, like, to the weak people who who now have control, like, the problem is when you have weak people in control, is chaos happens. Yes, and it's like, so you know, your your typical left wing lunatic these days is going to say like, "Well, we, what are you calling a weak person? Right? Like, you wanted a dictator, you fascist? Right? Like." No, strong people don't like fascism. Weak people do. Yes. It like or communism because it's the same thing. Yeah. Right. The the thing is is like strong people want to be left to fend for themselves and to have their freedoms and respect what their neighbor does yes. and respect what you know the person on the other side of the world does. That is liberalism. Yeah. Not what we're seeing today. Well, when I see these, I, I was t- telling my wife this, and it's just my ob- observation because I like to participate in society sometimes and just watch and kind of see and, and observe from the outside. And so what I'm kind of observing now is, you know, obviously the media does one thing where they propagate stuff, but uh, they're saying how like a lot of Canadians support the idea of a passport, right? Well, well, my observation. I don't think so. I, it, Go ahead. Sorry, it's not. It's not true. It's not. It, it, it's not true. That's all propaganda. But the what I'm finding is the ones that actually are okay with this were the ones that in 2019 
you know, maybe all they did was get up, go to their job, come home, watch TV. They lived rather mediocre lives, right? And I'm not trying to pick on anybody, but like, I'm just saying they lived normal lives. Their, their status, when they woke up in the morning, their status was determined. This is where I'm going to be in the social ladder for the, you know, foreseeable future or for the rest of my life. And the ones that I'm seeing being very vocal about in support of this because it gives them an opportunity to increase their status. Now, all of a sudden, I'm part of this exclusive club that gets to do things and other people who are actually successful or hardworking or independent thinkers who maybe just don't want to participate in this jab thing because they've made a choice. Well, now I'm above them. It gives me a chance to jump this social ladder. And now I'm an elite, sort of like an elite and then the fringes. And then that's my I social observation of what's everything that's going on. And and like you said, when I look at the people who are supporting it, and there are some people around me that do support it, and they're entitled to that fucking opinion. I don't give a that's shit. Great. That's um but those are the observations I make is that they were those type of people. But in 2019, their social status was going to be here forever. Now they've seen an opportunity where they can be something more in this make-believe new utopia that they're trying to build. And, and how much effort did it take for them to raise their status like that? Zero. Exactly. All they had to do is what they're told. Yeah, exactly. They didn't have to – don't question anything. Don't create discomfort. Just do what you're told. Yeah. See, easy. Like, and, and nothing worth accomplishing is, you know, like I said it in my black belt speech, right? Like anything easily earned isn't worth accomplishing. Exactly. And, right. And, you know, it, that's exactly what they're doing. Weak people have taken power and then chaos reigns. Right. And, you know, I was watching a video the other day. There's a, a channel called Canadian Prepper. And, um, I'm not a huge, like, I like his channel, but uh, I don't know. There's a lot of clickbait, right? But he does have some decent content. He's got a 15-minute video. There's like two minutes of good content, right? And the rest of it's just selling stuff or building up to the two minutes that you want to listen (laughs) to. Yeah, I I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And so he was talking about people people like me, and it actually really resonated with me where he's saying, like, you take these independent thinkers and – and you guys kind of go off into the woods and go to do your own thing uh, to try to stay away from it. But that's maybe part of the plan, right? They, they want to get the strong people, the people who um, are independent onto the fringes so that, you know, the controllable masses are there. And that's kind of like, it feels like this whole thing is just this massive social experiment. Yeah. And it's amazing now that I'm in a different country in the developing world and um, it's crazy how I see things on Facebook. Well, there's one other thing that I didn't tell you. Tell me. They have a, uh, they, they just passed a law of for misinformation, oh, use okay. of misinformation. If you, if you are, you can even be talking to a friend and giving them misinformation. They can report you. You can end up in jail for six months with a $3,000 fine. Wow. And who I... determines what's misinformation is the government. Like there is a guy who's now in jail for sharing that the CDC is pulling 
the PCR test on December 31st. Yeah. Right? Now, that's Which, not misinformation. That's fact. That's not misinformation. Yeah. But because the government says it is. Uh, it is. That's what's right? coming that's, here. That's I mean, freaking scary, man. Thankfully, thankfully that Bill C-10 didn't pass. But the problem, and I think this is something uh, some Canadians didn't take into account. Is C-36 is much scarier. Than C-10. Yes, exactly. This, this, the C-36 is very much scarier. But C-10 is back in play now. Because when, oh, when um, Trudeau dissolved the government, so the bill didn't pass. But when he dissolves government... And if the same government gets in, according to what I've read, they're allowed to reintroduce that bill because it's a new government. So don't be surprised if that bill comes right back into play and where the the conservatives and the other parties have to be fighting that bill again. And in my opinion, the second time would probably be a lot harder to stop it uh, this time around. Um, uh, So the things that he didn't accomplish and that didn't pass in his last administration, so the last two years, they're coming back. It's not It's not gone. And I wouldn't be surprised if that was part of their overall strategy of why this election was called so fast. Because it was fast. It was stupidly expensive. It was terribly run. Terribly run. And, um, uh, I mean, other than him trying to achieve a majority, which he uh, absolutely failed at. No, he uh, didn't. You think he, well, he split everybody even more. So I guess maybe he didn't, he didn't, the Nazis didn't take power because they had a majority. Yeah. 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 You're right. And, uh, but nothing was achieved. Nothing changed in terms of the actual, um, the seats in the government, like the NDP picked up one here or there, but nothing physically changed. So, I mean, it was a he's healthy- got a majority government because the end, he's going to do every he's going to do, do everything he wants to do. The NDP is going to suck his suck on him, and there and then certain things they're going to pull him further left. I don't even think it's possible. Yeah, but to pull him for I, I don't like saying left and right because it, it's I'm just done with that. It's, yeah, it's up. It's top and bottom. It's not left and right. People, you know, if you're a left wing, you're you're a plea. Whether you're a left wing plea or a right wing plea, you're a plea. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, it, it's it's the people at the top making you look at the fellow plebes rather than looking at the top. Yeah. I think the most significant piece of literature that people can be reading right now is what is the third estate before the, before the French Revolution. Uh, sorry, so, so, refresh me on that. What is what is that? What is the third estate? Yeah. So prior to the French Revolution, there was the first they had their they had the government was run by the first, second and third estates. Okay. In order for things to pass, you had to have two out of the three estates to pass something. Problem is this: first estate was a political class, like the the lords and the, you know the the, the the nobility. Yeah. The second estate was the church, and the third estate was everybody else, which was like ninety five percent of the population. Yeah. And my battery's still. I got to plug in. I thought I was plugged in. I must have jumped out. So then plug it in. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Just one second. Sorry. Sorry about that. No worries. Um, I thought I was plugged in, but I wasn't. So uh, essentially what it comes down to is this this was a pamphlet. Like my favorite pamphlet ever written was Common Sense by Thomas Paine, which basically sparked the American Revolution, which is really the only successful revolution that's happened in modern, in like forever. Yeah. But um, 
the what is the third estate sparked the French Revolution. So they made them realize that essentially the theme was what is the third estate? The third estate is everything. Screw these guys. Yeah. And when you know Marie Antoinette, you know, said let them eat cake, right? That that uh, which is maybe or maybe not actually historically accurate, but it was it it, it, it I think it was basically like a summary of her behavior. Yeah. And um, the third estate woke up. Yeah, and then they came, and then you know the French Revolution happened, and the French the the outcome of the French Revolution. The problem is people talk about it is they don't understand that the outcome of the French Revolution was horrible. Yeah, it ended up in years of terror, and then ended up in, in with a tyrant and Napoleon, right? Yeah. Um, however, that's what ended up happening. So, like when you're a plebe and you're you think you're you know. And the worst is the those left wing plebes, right? Those left wing plebes are like, you don't think like me. You're a bad person because yeah, you don't think like those ones. Like, bug that that bugs that those that form yeah. of thought. It really annoys me because yeah, it, those, those, that that form of plebe is just irritating. Yeah, it, and it's such a it's such a shitty way of living, in my opinion. Like it's it's if that's how like how do you even progress as a human being? Um, trying to get the right word like mentally like how do you even like achieve in light like i go through life so that i can get to one day where i'm enlightened where i've achieved everything i want to achieve and and i have my my kids go off and all that and and i and i can sit back and relax and enjoy life but i that frame of mind that those people have there's no way you can end up in that spot where you can be 70 80 90 years old and just be happy with that frame of mind because you're going to take that throughout your whole entire life and you're going to be 90 years old and you're going to be still be thinking the same thing and that you're going to be so fucked in the head by the time you're, you know, like that frame of mindset must be a stressful thing. In my opinion, it must be a stressful life to lead that frame of mind. I, I, I just can't fathom thinking about it that way because like, you know, I I always go by the the philosophy that everyone's entitled to their own fucking opinion. We don't have to agree on anything, and that's kind of what a democracy is. And I can still be your friend. We just don't have to agree, right? We agree to disagree, and we move on. But the frame of mind that if you don't agree with me, that you're some sort of a lesser human or an idiot. Well, or... I think I think what's happening is you got the one side saying, um, "You don't. If you don't agree with me, you're a bad person." Yeah, and you've got the other group of people. I don't. I, let's take away sides, right? Because we're two. So you got one group saying, you know, if you don't think like me, you're a bad person. You're not compassionate. You're not this. You're an ist. You're an ism. You're that. Yeah. And then you got the other side. Now, there's faults on the other side too. When I try to avoid the whole sheep conversation, right? Yes. Like, oh yeah. I, I, I'm, it, I'm when away. it gets to that, yeah. When it gets to that point, like there's. You, you you just hit a wall. You're you're not changing hearts and minds. You're not you're you're not helping anyone. Yeah. Right. But the thing is, you got the other side saying, like, just leave me alone. Yeah, that's my side. <laughs> right. And you can't. You, I'm sorry. Like, I'm on the leave me alone. Uh, you know, group of people like that. It's like, as a human, I have faith that other humans are genuinely good. Yeah. Same with me. Right. One of the things that people who are watching this, if you want to look up a classic debate on existence, is Thomas Hobbes and John Locke. OK, 
Okay. Yeah. Basically, the Western political structure is based off of John Locke, and that's true liberalism. Yeah. Not this liberalism. No. True liberalism. Yeah. Right? Where the individual is empowered and we respect you on property and everybody lifts up. Yeah. Because the respect of the individual. Whereas the Thomas Hobbes side is more of heading towards the communist fascist side. No, fascism is not the other side. It's the same fucking side. Yeah. Wake up. <laughs> right? So, um, Anyway, if you look up that debate, Thomas Hobbes and John Locke, the, the U.S. Constitution takes credit, like, um, like Thomas Jefferson and all them. And if you don't, you know, if you're like, oh, the U.S. Constitution, it's terrible because of this. It didn't include it. It said all men are created equal, but not black people. That's called presentism. And I brought that up last time. Yeah. Right. They looked at it differently. You change your interpretation. All men are created equal. Includes women, too. Right? Yes. Yeah. Right. I remember you bring you can't ex you can't expect to evolve 200 years just because a people piece of paper says something. Yeah. Takes time, right? So anyway, um when we look at the US Constitution, in my opinion, it's the most brilliant document ever written. It's the only right? thing it's keeping that country intact right now. The the fact that they And they're just trying and who's trying to break it, right? Yeah. Like you know, that, that document is not about, you know, supremacies or, no, this is so funny because I put up, I made my banner at the PPC for a couple of days on Facebook, right? Yeah. And I, mean, I got messaged by a couple of people saying, people like, commented on you do that, right? Yeah. Kind of thinking I'm a racist. I'm such a racist that I live in a developing country <laughs> with a ton of expats who I don't like 90% of them. Yeah. And. Most of my friends are the Belizeans. Yeah. Right. Like, you know why? Because they don't give a shit. Exactly. Right. They don't, they don't get involved in this stuff. Right. Like, you know, because they say, like, I saw an argument on it and I just shake my head. I'm not even going to bother anymore. There's no point. Right. How the PPC wasn't trying to get rid of the multiculturalism. Yeah. This is not Canada. true. No, it's not true. But. Well, here's the thing. Some people say, like, Canada's a melting pot. So how can you get rid of multiculturalism? Yeah. You know how freaking stupid it is to say that? Yeah, it's it's retarded. Because if it's a melting pot, multiculturalism can't exist. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Because yeah, right. everybody comes in and they go into the melting pot. Like yeah. you go in, the United States is a melting pot. You come from everywhere and you go into the melting pot and you come out an American. Yeah. When I was growing up, I remember my dad pointing that out. Going to Canada, like people say like uh, German Canadian, French Canadian. This Canadian, that Canadian. You go to the United States, America. Yeah. Well, right. that's one of the things. I listened to, I don't know if you saw Maxime Bernier. He did the podcast with Jordan Peterson. And that's one of the more. Um, Jordan Peterson, isn't that the white supremacist? Yeah, that, that, that terrible fascist guy. Uh, no, so <laughs> Maxime said something on that podcast that resonated with me really well uh whether you agree with his perspectives or not uh this was such a well-spoken thing and what he was saying is the identity politics that are being played in canada is that's where i was going to, ridiculous yeah. and what he was pointing out was um to him what trudeau even the conservative party and the ndp what they do is they play these cards where they say uh blah african canadian 
Chinese Canadian. Um, let's pick pick another Filipino. They do Canadian. it on purpose. So, Absolutely, and, they create division in rhetoric. Create like, division just yeah. by saying that. Whereas Maxime was saying is, I don't see that if you have a Canadian citizenship, you're a Canadian. You're not some uh, designation of your race or gender or anything. I'm not a black. I'm not a brown Canadian. I'm strictly just a Canadian. Just like you are not a white Canadian, you are a fucking Canadian. If we can all get rid of those little tiny identity labels, it will help fucking fix at least a small portion of the problem that's going on right now. But it was just like you just said, when you go to America or when you when you meet an American. But that's changed without saying it's, it's changed. changed. But like when I was going down to the train at the MMA lab, no one was saying I'm a black guy. They were telling me, oh, yeah, we're American. It's it's an identity of the country uh, that you belong to, that you're a citizen of. Whereas now we've what Maxime was saying, and you know some other politicians have said this too in in um, criticism of Trudeau's identity politics, is that we're we're li basically labeling everybody again and segregating even further, not just by political party now, but by color, uh, creed, wherever the hell you came from, you know. You oh, it's, it's everything now. It's it's color, creed, country, whatever medical status you have, yeah. what victim status you are. Exactly. Right? Like, my goodness, like this is brutal. Yesterday, or two days ago, okay, I go out for one of my long my long run because my Ironman's coming up in yeah. like seven weeks, right? And I'm getting stressed, right? So I got my two hour and forty minute run on Wednesday morning. And which is like it sucks, but it's awesome. It's same. Yeah, it sucks, but it's it's and it's yeah, it's, it's actually it's great. It's uh, you're training. So I leave my neighborhood. So I'm running out of my neighborhood now. One of the problems down here is there's dogs everywhere, right? Right. And I carry a pocket knife to protect myself against stray dogs. Against well, not just stray dogs, but just dogs in general. Like I really haven't had a problem. Most of the, like the Belizean dogs are usually good dogs, to be honest. They're the ones that are, they don't even give a shit. I run by and they're just like, hey, man. Yeah, what's up? Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. But I, I'm running out of the neighborhood. And this lady's got three dogs, okay? And I'm, I'm coming down the road. And I've seen these dogs before because I've almost hit them on my bike because she never leash, leashes them. So when I'm riding and it's dark and I got the headlight going on my bike, and I'm coming around that corner, I'm going like 30 or 40 kilometers an hour. and your dogs are just everywhere. Yeah. Last thing a cyclist wants to do is hit a dog because, yeah. first of all, I don't want to hurt a dog. Secondly, well, you I'm going to take. You love yeah, them. I'm going to take the worst of that. I'm going to crash. It's going to be horrible. My bike is worth a gazillion dollars. I don't want damage to my bike, right? So um, anyway, I'm jogging up this street, and these three dogs are coming up. I see her. She leashes one, and. The, the biggest of the three is like 90 to 100 pounds, some sort of lab mix. Yeah. He's like well, seven feet away. He's fine. And then as soon as he's beside me, he comes at me. He's attacking me. The other dog starts to come. I start to, like, I get loud. I start telling, you know, it's, you know my first thing I say is, you know, F off to the dog, yeah. right? And I pull out my knife. I, I, you know, I open my knife and I turn and I'm yelling at the same time. Now, a martial artist is going to understand this. I mean, the story is about two minutes, you know, another two minutes. Yeah, no worries. It's mentality, right? So I pull my knife out. Like, I'm freaking scared. 
right? Like, bang, like I got a dog attacking me. I'm in a developing country. The closest hospital is an hour and a half away. Do you think I want to get bitten by a dog? Yeah. Right. When I have to do a 140.6 mile race in freaking seven weeks, seven yeah. weeks. Right. So, and it's not refundable, by the way. So <laughs> it's not cheap. The registration is not refundable. I got to run that fucking. And race. it's not like a jujitsu tournament either, man. Uh, it's like 1300 bucks yeah. <laughs> to register for this race. So, um, the dog comes running at me. I pull my knife out. I turn around and I'm vocalizing, like doing proper self-defense, right? I'm yelling out. I have a knife. I've drawn my knife. I'm going to stab your dog. Yeah. Right. And I, I and I'm giving the dog time and I'm giving the, this dog is like inches from me. Like if it's, 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 as soon as it started to snap bang, I was coming down on it. Right. Yeah. And, um, fortunately the owner got in the way, got there. And then she apologized to me and I'm pissed at this point. So of course I say like, F your apology, control your fucking dog. Right. Like, yeah. like I'm pissed because there's three dogs and a human. Cause even if I stab that dog, think about how bad that situation is going to be. I got two more dogs to deal with and an erratic human. Yes. Right. She might even, you never know what the fuck she has. Too. Yeah. Like if the situation gets worse, what am I have to do? Stab the dog, knock out the old lady and then stab two more dogs. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like that'd be terrible. Right. So anyway, this happens and it happens down here way too much. So I decided, okay, I, I make a Facebook post on a, on a private group for the people who live down here explaining the situation. Cause I have no idea who this person is. Yeah. And I'm like, this is how dangerous it, what the situation was. This is what I know and who I am. And like, you're lucky because it was somebody else who carries, because most of the joggers around here, they, they carry knives, right? Like, cause th for the same reason there. Yeah. I got elevated. I got like, like jacked up like i was not panicked but like raws i was in fight mode right? your, adrenaline, your adrenaline kicked in yeah like because this dog was in attack mode like i saw its eyes and he's baring his teeth it's growling at me snapping like like not snapping at me but it's ready yeah it's ready to pounce so i post this thing and i get most people are like man like i'm so sick of this happening like you know i'm glad the dogs are good i'm glad you're okay right like good job keeping your you're cool i get these two people they start coming at me. This one woman, she's like, I hope the lady's okay because of this crazed man, like wielding a knife. She's like, if you pull the knife on my dog, you like eat your arm. And it's like, lady, I know how to use a knife. You're, yeah. If your dog, if your pit bull came at me and I have my knife in my hand, I'm sorry, I'm going to gut your fucking pit bull. Like it's, yeah. he might bite me, but he's dead. Like he's yeah. dead within a few seconds. So, um, you know, I'm not some guy, here, here's my knife. Like, you know, I, and he, she's like, a, a man once had a screwdriver and he bit the, she, he bit the man with the screwdriver. It's like, I'm not some idiot wielding a screwdriver. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, she says to me, she's like, you must have done something to provoke the dog. So here's the liberal, the, the, the this kind of liberal mentality. Yes. Where she's like, okay, I must have done something to provoke the dog. So this is the same kind of woman who's going to be standing up for women's rights. Meanwhile, you know, while allowing like dudes to beat up women in MMA fights. But that's another yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, that's another so, story. <laughs> so the, you know, and I, I just man, I sent back to her. I'm like, my goodness, you just basically said like it's her fault because she was wearing a short skirt. Yeah. Right. Like I was just jogging by. Right. I'm not going to have to stop and do all this defense stuff just to get by this woman who's not responsibly controlling her dogs. I had another woman say like, oh, yeah, how does this person expect this woman to control three large dogs? Why do you have three large dogs if you can't control them? Why are you walking three large dogs? Like a dog is a loaded weapon. It's your responsibility. Like yeah. I got, like you've met Henry. Henry's a beast. Yeah. 
he's a big boy. Like he's not dangerous in any. No, way, no, shape no, no he's not dangerous, but he's he's a big dog. Yeah, he's a freaking big dog. He's like a lot of people down here are scared of him. A lot of Belizeans because they get bitten by these dogs. Yeah, right. And it's uh, and it's, it's the white people's dogs, by the way. <laughs> um, you know, they get bitten by these freaking dogs, and you know, so they're scared of Henry. Yeah. Right, like I did. Have, Henry did go after one guy, but because the guy pissed me off. Henry only gets mad when I get mad. <laughs> um, and really, all you got to do is run ten feet. He's gonna be too tired. He's not yeah. going, <laughs> and he's not very fast. No. But anyway, I leash my dog and make sure I have control of my dog for a couple of reasons. One, I, I, I'm responsible. If one of my dogs ever bit somebody, because in Belize, if I report this to the police, they show up at your door and they shoot your dog. Yeah. And but why, that's a lot. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Like I don't want know, that. You don't want that. No. And then the other side of it is, is like with Henry, like I don't want him getting hit by a car. I don't want him getting attacked by another dog. I leash him to keep him near me to keep him safe because I love my dog. Yeah. Right. So just to go back on the entire thing, these people like arguing. One guy's like, guy starts saying like, "Well, oh, you're a martial artist. You should be calm at all times. It doesn't show confidence." I'm like, "I'm sorry. I explained that I was scared." Yeah. If well, I get that, an get unconfident that. person never says that they're scared. I get, I get that. I get that comment a lot. People are like, a martial artist is supposed to be calm and I'm, bitch. What? Where the fuck have you? Like, this is not the Tai Chi bullshit. Yeah, he said I should be clipping a bonsai tree. I'm like, dude, like you realize I practice real martial arts. Yeah, right? real martial arts, not <laughs> right bullshit. On that, and like, uh, it's like, uh, I mean. Oh, I don't want to go into that depth, but like, so I always get the question of like, well, what's it like to fight? Like, what are you thinking before you actually go? I'm like, I'm fucking scared. Like, it's not. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I actually explained that to this guy. It's like, I've cornered over 240 MMA fights. I'll tell you that every single fighter in every one of those fights was scared. Even the fights, you know, uh, it's a name drop here, like Matt DeSenzo. Yeah. Right. One of his pro fights was against a guy we knew he was going to win. Yeah. Right. Because like the guy who's supposed to fight, Backed out last minute. They had a replacement. We knew Matt was going to win this fight. Matt was more scared for that fight than any other fight he ever had. Yeah. That's right? how fighting goes. Right? And Matt gets nervous. Yeah. And and he was, yeah, because he knew he was supposed to win. Yeah. Like, I, I and me as, as a coach, I was actually, I was probably most nervous in all the fights he had in that fight. In that fight, yeah. For, for, for the same reason. Because the guy, with the other guy was dangerous. Like, he's a pro fighter. Yeah, not as good as Matt, but he's a pro fighter, and like anything can happen to it. Anything like, can happen, right? And Matt's going into a match he's supposed to win, and, and you know, no, damn, that's that's freaking scary, man. It's a giant misconception that just because someone's trained or tough or how looks a certain way or has lived a certain life that those kind of situations, like you were just describing, doesn't put them in a fear mode then that yeah. fear and it's not it wasn't a fear of that you thought you were going to die it was a fear that you had to defend yourself in a not normal situation right and yeah like me i in, in yeah my situation there was, I, it was yeah, a that, that's of, not an average thing you don't wake up in the morning and think a dog's gonna fucking rip your head off right so you're yeah. in that situation well, a certain level of heightenedness it's not a fear of death it's not it's a fear of bodily harm right and yeah i, I, I don't comprehend how some people don't understand that you know just because someone looks a certain way like the perception or if they're an alpha male or a, an athlete or whatever they, they don't have those feelings that the same feelings yeah. that you have in those situations
Sorry. I was talking to a bartender. George is driving in here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I was talking to a, a bartender at this a resort here called Umaya. I highly recommend it, by the way. It's a beautiful place. I do my I swim my lengths there. Um, it's in my beach, please. And um, the uh, I was talking to the bartender, and, and you know, he's asking questions like, you know, what, what you do for a living? Like, oh, no. No, no. Coach, I'm a mixed martial artist. I, I, I teach jujitsu. I you know, corner fights, right? I'm not, I haven't fought mixed martial arts, but I, you know, I'm a yeah. BJJ guy. Um, if, and uh, we were talking, and he's like, "Well, how many? You know, if you, so if you're on the street and there's like six guys, like how how many of those guys are going to hit them? <laughs> well, one, <laughs> right? Like trying to be like anybody who tells you they can beat up six people is is like, yeah, I, I get to beat up six people. That's how you know that you're not talking to a real martial artist. I can handle yeah, yeah. one guy at a time. A real, a real martial artist knows if you have five or six guys, one, I'm going to run. Well, I actually, yeah, that's what I said to him. What do you, how are you going to deal with that situation? I'm saying, well, I can run really fast. Yeah. <laughs> right? I kick the closest one in the balls and then I run so that I only have to deal with four or five more of those guys. Right? There's no way I'm going to get into a situation like that voluntarily. Yeah, right? Like, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to levitate. I'm going to go all like uh, Matrix. And, you know, the, the police officer is saying, like, I'm sorry, your men are already dead. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm probably really messed up if I decided to engage with more than one person. Yeah. <laughs> right? hey, where, where were we before all we went off on tangent? So we were, uh, so we were talking about the dogs and liberalism, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got like totally sidetracked, but it's all on the same theme, though. It's like it's a mentality, right? Like we're talking about that mentality. Like you started talking about how. Like these people who say you should be doing these things, you should do this, you should do that, and like how it's such an unhappy existence, right? Yeah. And then like I kind of got into it explaining like the cognitive dissonance in that sort that mentality. Like, you know, the dog is so important and you did this and you're the night meal and you must have done something wrong to provoke that. But on the same end of the coin, how dare you ever say that, you know, it's her fault because she provoked him? Like, by the way, that's totally a bullshit argument yeah all right so don't don't take what i'm saying that way but it's on the same lines it's like you know like a dude who attacks a woman because she's dressed sexy is not because she's dressed sexy it's because he has problems yeah a dog that's unleashed that attacks a human going by is not because the human provoked them it's because that dog has problems yeah right the the uh and and that's where the world is kind of falling apart and where the when you get these weak people to them it's only in the moment where they can come off as the most compassionate yeah right now, like sorry now we the last time we talked was what five months ago maybe right and somewhere around. yeah and uh now that i i, I go back and i think not much has changed. In fact, it has gotten worse. Like the the virus situation is getting better, in my opinion. Uh, it's getting better in the fact that we know how to deal with certain situations. People are a little bit more educated on how to detect it, and we we're getting better on how to handle it. You know, that's probably the reason why you know Ontario is open for business right now. Um, but the you got about eight more weeks. Yeah, eight, yeah. Give it time. That's what we're saying. 
but the underlying issue now is not necessarily the virus. The virus will kill itself off and it will become part of normal life relatively soon. But the implications of how it has changed everything with regards to, like we were saying, the weak people now rising up, um, that's going to be a long-term effect in my opinion. Like this situation is far from over. Like, the, like we will get rid of the virus. The virus will become a normal part of life. But this shift and this change where these sorts of people have now gotten to these ridiculous amounts of authority and power, these are going to have long-lasting effects. So this situation is nowhere near over. And, it, and someone was asking me last night at Jiu-Jitsu um, the same question, like how long do you think? And I'm like, you know, buckle in for about five years. That's when you, you might you see some change but at this point i don't this has never been about a virus no i'm sorry it's never been about a virus the virus is real yes the virus is a vehicle right like it's it's like oh that's conspiracy theory like if pete like it's so funny too because people say conspiracy theory conspiracy theory why is it that every conspiracy theory in 2020 came true yep. <laughs> all, all not of, every all not of every uh, most well, of five a little bit of the 5G stuff, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, the like, microchips and all that kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, like, that's that's a little bit wacky. But, like, like the Chris Sky video, I mean, come on, right? Like, uh, I, 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 was a, I was a fan of him uh, at the start just because of, you know, standing up and doing stuff. But he got a little wacky tobacco towards uh, the later half of this year. Well, you know what happens there, right? Is that's that's the ultimate weakness of all humans, which is part of the brilliance of the U.S. Constitution. Is every human has a, has an inherent weakness, and that's power. Yeah, right. It, it the more power people get, the more corrupt they get, and it's like it yeah. doesn't matter. You could take Jordan Peterson, who to me is like probably the most based human on this planet. Yes, I love that. Right. Guy. And you give him too much power and he will exploit it, mm -hmm. right? And, um, you know, it, it's it's super scary. And, and that's why the U.S. Constitution has so many checks and balances in order to stop that, right? So Chris, Chris Skye, he nailed some things really well. But as that happened, his power gained. His popularity, yeah. It's, yeah, and then it became, then, you know, things turned into you being a wackadoo. Yeah, he, he he caved. He caved when he had the chance to do something really positive for his life. But hey, it is what it is. That's not the first time I've seen. Yeah, that. I, I don't know how far it's gone down, but I but you know that the pattern is always the same. Right? Yeah, like it's and so for now, like I've read a couple of books recently that uh, I like to read everything. Yeah, right? as as much as I can get my hands. On. And I read um, the. Uh, the Great Reset, which is a conspiracy. Notice. Yeah, conspiracy, but yeah. Because <laughs> um, the book I read, The Great Reset, was the conspiracy book written by Klaus Schwab himself and the other guy. I can't remember the other guy. Right? It came directly from Klaus Schwab, from the IMF and the World Economic Forum. Um, and essentially, that book is the Communist Manifesto for today. Right? The way it's worded, the way it's like, oh, the virus is. This is how we're going to come out of it. This is going to, it, it makes everything sound hunky-dory. And then I read another one called um, Endgame by Dr. Vernon Coleman. I've heard of that one. Yes. 
And, you know, because all of a sudden Vernon Coleman is, you know, he's a conspiracy theorist, even though he's written a gazillion books, everybody loved him. Now that he's not following the narrative, you know, he's terrible. He's a, probably a, a supremacist of some sort. Yeah. Um, you know, according to the mainstream media. And um, it's interesting how he kept alluding to in that book, like, none of this was, none of this is by accident. None of this is by accident. No, I, I think this was all by design, to be honest with you. Yeah. And, but then you get people and they say like, well, hey, come on, like you, you have all these people in on it. Someone's going to crack. The problem, here's the problem is there's a book called um, Influence. Okay. It, it's by uh, Dr. Uh, I think it's Anthony Cialdini. It's a fantastic book to read if you own a business, right? It is. If you want to market, you want to do sales, you better read Influence. It is because essentially it equates people into automatons yeah okay and because we are all we, we all have neural programming that causes us to react in specific ways and specific reactions so when you think like oh well a conspiracy like on this scale can only happen if all these people are in there's no way that it's going to happen that's that's not true it only takes a couple of people yeah right it only takes a couple of people and people who understand human psychology and how it's it, I like I I put this up as soon as the pandemic hit, and it's more true every day than the day before. It's when Agent K says to Will Smith's character at the beginning of Men in Black. Okay, you know, that movie. Yeah. Know, the person is smart. People are dumb, dangerous, panicking animals, and you know it. Yep. <laughs> right, and that's essentially what's happening. Like you make people scared enough, they stop their ability to reason. They stop their ability to think and you get them on a line especially like man like the the whole jab thing like well if you have the jab why are you so scared of the person without the jab well that's not proper thinking because it, you're keeping the virus going it's like the, the virus is going to keep going like smallpox is not dead yeah the measles is not dead like people think that oh we've killed polio like no it's still that like jordan peterson no no <laughs> um, you know like it's still there. This is a coronavirus. It's very different. And, you know, if, if you have a vaccine, then you should feel pretty safe. Sure, you should. That, that's normally what those things are. Like, if I'm next to a person with polio, I don't care. Yeah. If I'm next to someone with tuberculosis, someone with the measles, I don't care. I have my vaccine. Yeah, my vaccine. And, like, um, I'm not against any vaccines. I shot Benson up uh, with his guy, him all caught up with his shit like i'm not against anything like that's the uh i mean we talked about that last time the you know if you're against the narrative or if you're against a certain topic you're you automatically get labeled as anti right they always put oh the, man and yeah they gotta label you yeah you're or a denier yeah or uh, yeah I'm a, I'm a, you're a vaccine that i'm not against it like i i'm vaccinated my wife has vaccine everybody like my whole family they, my kids got their shots like i'm not against any of those things because you know what i i really don't want the measles like that's something i don't want right I, but these uh the 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 fact that if you ask questions you're labeled now like I think one one of the thing one of the podcasts I think that is very good. I don't know if you've seen the one that Joe Rogan did with um, Doctor Weinstein and Pierre Corey. 
Have you seen that one? I did. I watch. Well, I don't. I watch Dark Horse a lot. That's that's Brett Weinstein. Yeah, uh, Brett Weinstein's podcast, channel. Yeah. Uh, uh, but he did one um, maybe two months ago with Joe Rogan, and this Doctor Pierre Corey. He came on, and his um, I guess little group of doctors. Their thing was is that when the pandemic struck, they believed that you know why would we look to make something new? Let's find something that our science has already created and see if it can be retooled, repurposed to use for this coronavirus. That was there's no profit in that. And in exactly. In a nutshell, that's what his um group of doctors were doing. And, you know, I'm gonna say it only once it's the ivermectin that they came up with, right? And uh now, I mean, you know, Joe Rogan took it in. It was horse dewormer, and we, we don't need to get it. Like, like that. that right there. Like, yeah. how people can't see through that. Yeah. Right? Like, like, if you look up the actual function of the drug, it has nothing to do. Like, it, like it didn't win the Nobel Prize in 2015 as a miracle drug because it got rid of worms and horses. Yeah. Right? Like, and, and it's the people who run with that narrative, too. Like, oh, you're so stupid if you think ivermectin works. Like, come on, like, it's just, it, it, why was it, right? Like, there's so much, like, Trump hate with it. So I think, you know, it's, yeah. with your brain, don't think with other people's brains. When Trump brought up hydrochloroquine, he brought it up because the French were using it and it was showing promise, Yeah. right? All of a sudden in the media, this woman comes on, I think we talked about this last time a little bit. And yeah, this we, woman we comes on, yeah, and, and her husband died because they took this fish tank cleaner because it said something like it was hydrochloroquine yeah. in their panic. And the media reported it. And they even had her say, like, what does this tell you? So I don't believe the thing the president says. And they played it over and over and over and over again. Now, people start to believe this. Now, all of a sudden, this, this drug that's been used to cure malaria, which is a respiratory disease, for over 100 years, is all of a sudden dangerous. It's FDA approved, but all of a sudden it's, it's dangerous. Dangerous. But they, what they didn't tell you is that this same woman, she's got to be in jail by now, ended up getting charged for murdering her husband. She was never a Trump supporter. Like they, they were acting like they were these, you know, yokels, the, the dumb Trump supporters, as the media yeah. brings up. And brings that, and, you know, she turns out that she actually murdered her husband, and she was a, a historic donor to the to the Democratic Party. But the media doesn't tell you that. Stephen Crowder, Stephen Crowder had a great, event. and Stephen Crowder actually called ABC to tell and them. to the person who broke the news and and did a live call on his show, and like they ended up hanging up on him, right? Because yeah, he was basically like, "Well, why are you why are you spreading this when you you know it's this?" And you're saying, like, "Please." Give me a reason. Give me a reason. Give me a reason. And he had her on the line for like it was hilarious, right? Like because yeah. she had no answer. But of course, nobody sees this, right? Because they're told, "Well, Stephen Crowder, he's one of those ists and isms." Yeah, whatever. Right? Like he's you can't listen to him. Yeah, and it's like, the, and they don't see. It's like guys, 1984 was required reading. Yeah. Like why? Or Brave New World or. Well, yeah. back to that. Watch back. V for Vendetta for fuck's sake. Yeah, sense. there you go. That's like, my God. When you get back to that podcast, speech. though, when you get back to that conversation that they were having with Joe, what they were basically how they explained it is, or what they were, they said they can't conclusively prove this, but you have to 
get these red flags in your brain, and this is what they were saying is so the the company that produces ivermectin is a company called Merck, right? And mm -hmm. um, the reason why they want to basically discredit this potential treatment, let's label it as that before YouTube flags me, it's a potential treatment, uh, is it's out of patent, which would that what, what that means for people who don't know is I can get the ingredients together, Chris can get the ingredients together over there, and you can produce it on your own, no problem, right? So there's no profit in that. Merck now started to discredit their own drug, the same drug that they were cool with having before and promoting and whatever. They started to discredit their own drug. And you have to ask the question, well, why? Well, they're producing a vaccine for COVID-19 as well. So by disproving their own drug, they can now bring to market an emergency use authorization vaccine for profit. They can't make profit off of ivermectin, but they can make profit off of the new thing that they're creating. Right. Now, and if, and, there's and no, if, sorry, there's no, let me, ivermectin, sorry, go ahead, sorry. There's no, like the doctor was quite adamant that he's not accusing anybody of everything, anything, right? But we have to start asking you have to critically think about that situation. Well, all of that is money driven. All of that is financial gain driven. Well, then there is an issue. We need to start seeing and maybe like, before you discredit something, do the research on it. You gave everything else to research. You're talking about the trust the science. Well, actually put in the studies. And if you really want to debunk the conspiracy, Put in the studies and show us that that's not an effective treatment, but that's not happening. It's just let's suppress it. Let's suppress you know it. India is suing the WHO, right? Yeah, for sure. I know because they're using Pierre Corey is they're using it. He used it in South Africa as well. That's how they yeah. they treated this South African variant, right? I did that, well, and, and then at the same time, is if there is a this is why like if the back to the hydrochloroquine thing. I'm not saying that it works or doesn't. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm just gonna try to. I'm no just trying idea. to get to make sense of it. We're two fucking martial artists it, talking shit yeah, on the internet. Yeah, like we're yeah, like, I'm not and, claiming to be a doctor at all. Exactly. Like, and, and it's like, but we have reason to question things because it's everything constantly changes. Yeah. Well, how is it that a drug that's been FDA approved and has been used for a hundred years is so all of a sudden dangerous and the worst thing in the world? Then you shouldn't think about it. And if they just and the vitriol in which they went after it, same with with uh, with ivermectin, right? Yeah. Is because if there's alternative treatments. You can't have an an emergency. You can't have an emergency authorization vaccine. Yeah, and I, I, people are starting to more on mass become aware of that. Yeah. Just like you know, people using the argument that while well, it's not FDA approved, it's an experimental drug. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, which all of a sudden it gets FDA approved. Yeah, all of a sudden. But was it? Was it actually approved? No, I don't think so. I think it was just an extension, no? So so from what I know, I watched uh, um, listening to Dr. Robert Malone talk about it. I blame. He was talking about, <laughs> he was talking about the, uh, but what had happened is basically the one that was approved, <laughs> there goes George, um, basically the one that, that was approved was pretty much identical to yeah. the Pfizer BioNTech. However, it's a BioNTech one that's that's been approved. The, the official one that's been approved has not been, it's not in production. Yes. You I can't get it. I get what you're saying. You can't get it because there's no liability protection. 
Yeah. So if it were manufactured and people were suffering adverse events, there's no liability protection. And if it were approved and it's being manufactured, well, how are they still using the emergency authorization? Yeah. Vaccines, because one has been used, one has already been done. And it's, it's basically what I saw when I saw that happen. I got actually sick to my stomach because I was like, because I'm always like, I do want to do this, but it's not really approved. And then it comes out and it's like, this is still too soon. Yeah. And um, I'm, I just, because of all the inconsistencies, I'm very skeptical. Yes. And um, as we, as you should be, as we all should and, be. Yeah. And the, but then you find out, it's like, well, wait a minute, this isn't actually really approved. They're just doing it. But the people, and, it, and it's sad because it's both sides. Like, it's both sides. Like, and this is the problem because we've been confused so much. Yes. Is you got the one side saying, look, it's approved. So now your argument doesn't count. So just shut up and take your jab. Because I care so much about you. Yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> the other thing is, is, on the other side is like, no, it hasn't been approved because in the, and I'm looking because whatever it is, you're you're just looking to support your argument. Yeah. People have people have started and it's and it's hard. Like we're all susceptible to it. I'm susceptible to it. You're susceptible. Is it it's very hard to try to make a, a reasonable decision based on truth when everybody is just running with what's supporting them. But you have to stop and be skeptical when wait a minute. Why is the opposition being silenced? You yeah. can't even say certain things like Trump was elected and I, I keep bringing him up. And like, I don't care if, if you're watching this and you hate Trump, it's fine. Right? Yeah. You can do that. You like him, fine. Entitled to like right. him or hate him. That's a part of life, yeah. in, right? In 2016, he wins the U.S. election. The not my president is trending. He didn't win. It was Russian collusion. Goes to court. The entire presidency is caught up in Scandal after scandal. And they're not actual scandals. The media created scandals. It's like created, if, you're created at it, if you're looking at it objectively, it's all media created scandals. And then the next election, the other guy wins, and the other side's saying that the election was rigged, it was flawed because of this. And all of a sudden everything is silenced. Yep. Yep. You're not allowed to question it. You're not allowed to do anything. It's like right there is your answer. Yeah. If you can't see that, if you, if you can't see the comparison between the two, the one is accepted and the other isn't, that is cognitive dissonance. Yeah. It's okay to question. Like it's when you say like, well, if you question the election, the election you're questioning democracy. Well, um, a local that is democracy. A local example of what you're talking about in Canada can be used with rebel news. Now, I'm not um, an advocate of. I'm not a fucking fanboy of Rebel News. I I enjoy their stuff. It's very low budget. It's not the best stuff, but they are the other side of the spectrum. So a lot of the times they're reporting on uh, the other side of the story, right? There's always two sides of a story. They're often not the traditional side that you would see on CTV, CP24, etc., etc. And throughout this whole election process that we just went through, I found it very odd that no one questioned, other than the people who support that news outlet, why they weren't allowed to be in there. They had to literally go into litigation against Justin Trudeau just to get people into that debate, right? Now, if you're an, like, 
I don't care if you're a liberal supporter, you're entitled to that. If you're a liberal supporter, you have to then ask the question, well, if what they're saying is, uh, I'm trying to word this correctly. If what they're saying they're is actually terrorists, if, they're, if what they're saying is actually false and misinformation, like you know Justin Trudeau is saying they're about this outlet, why not let them ask the question so you can debunk them right in front of everyone, make them look stupid, and then everyone can make their own judgment that they are a fake news outlet, which is what the liberals and the conservatives and the NDP are are promoting. They, we don't answer questions from Rebel News because you don't you're a fake news outlet, you, you spread misinformation. Well, if they do, if that is the thing that they're doing, let them ask you the question so you can fucking debunk it right there and make people see how stupid it is. I mean, that's what I do when, you know, some idiot comes up and says, I know how to lift, I know how to do jiu-jitsu, blah, blah, blah. Well, how do I prove him wrong that he's an idiot and doesn't and has a white belt and not a black belt? You go and you fucking beat him up and you roll with him and you just tap him out in 30 seconds. Well, why not do the same thing? Then people will believe you. Right. Yeah. Instead, they just silence them. They push them back with litigation or whatever. And you know, Canadians just accept that. That oh, they said they're bad, so they are bad. No, they're not bad. They're just reporting the side they don't want you to hear. Yeah. I mean, you repeat a lie often, nothing becomes truth. They say that Joseph Goebbels and Hitler said that. I don't think that's true. I think it was P.T. Barnum. Yeah. The founder of modern public relations, but the, um, yeah, and with the, the rebel news thing, it's like, yeah, if, if they're a news outlet, let them ask their questions, let let them let let them look like idiots. But if you're not allowed to, it's like it's like the whole debate with the jab, it's the whole debate with COVID. It's why is yeah? I don't know if you saw the recent Project Veritas videos. That's been uh, uh, not not I, I haven't I haven't seen them yet. No, Ooh, there was a big one this week it broke youtube um uh, yeah yeah you get I'll caught up on project Veritas. yeah i'll have to check it out um it's just uh it's regarding the jab right but again it could be one of those things where you're just trying to fill your own belief structure right so um it's like it's almost like we're not evolved enough to process all the information that's coming at us. But I mean, look at, look at the whole lab leak stuff and everything. Say, evidence is coming out daily that it's a lab leak. So if Fauci funded this gain of function research, yet he's also the same one pushing the bats and his wife is the one approving it. Like, how do you not see past the problem here? Yeah. And why is it that Alex Jones is the person over the last couple of years who's been making the most sense? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Of all people, him, right? Like, <laughs> right. Uh, but it, it comes back to that. I think you sent me the video before this election, the, the um, vote splitting uh, phenomenon or theory or whatever. And um, that video was very good. And it actually kind of influenced me. And my decision making in this past election, because what people don't realize is you can't vote out a tyrant with someone just because you want him out. That doesn't solve the issue that we have. The United States, that's worked yes. out real well for like The issue that we have in Canada specifically is that we basically, and I think you said this last time we talked, we basically just get tired of one guy and vote in another guy. And just because we're just tired of one guy, the classic Canadian mistake, I yeah. think that it was. After three terms, you just can't stand the guy anymore. Can't stand the guy anymore. You've seen him too much, whatever. 
Like, and so I, I had to explain this to my wife when we were sitting down thinking about how we were going to vote and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, we already lived six years with this fucker, right? We already lived six years with him. And quite frankly, at the end of those six years, we're a lot better off than before. Not because of him, just but because we've been able to maneuver and and change. It's, just, it's your stage of life. Right? Yeah, we do, our, our stage of life. And where I was when he was in, when he got in office and out, it was guaranteed out as long as I was a hardworking person, I would be further along, right? Um, so we've already dealt with the bullshit from six year, for six years. And voting in O'Toole, in my opinion, was not an upgrade. It wasn't an upgrade. It was either the same or could have potentially been worse because of the path he, he, he took in his uh, campaign, flip flopped on everything. Flip flopped on everything. You couldn't tell if he was left leaning, right leaning. You couldn't tell. He was just all over the place. Well, here's yeah. the dumbest thing about the about the O'Toole campaign because I didn't follow it terribly closely. I, I knew what I was going for. I read the platforms. And O'Toole used Brian Maroney to promote his campaign. Yeah, this is how stupid Canadians can be. Brian Maroney. How did Brian Maroney's reign? Yeah, not very well. Do you know how it ended? I, I am like, like, in the background. I'm a little. It's, ba it's bouncing off your bald head. <laughs> yeah, it's too shiny. <laughs> your head's too shiny. It's like <laughs> you, should, you just need to set you in film sets and just bounce the light off your. Head. <laughs> but no, no, familiarize me. I, I think I know, but I don't want to say and sound like an idiot because no confidence. Yes, that's why. That's why. I thought, yeah. From a majority government. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Like a no confidence from a majority. It's the difference between a minority no confidence and the majority no confidence. His own party. Yeah. He became so disliked that his own party, I'm trying to cover the light of the head, <laughs> his, his own party kicked him out. And that's when Kim Campbell came in. Yeah. Uh, and she was our only female prime minister ever. She had the shortest time. And she got, then, you know, the, the next election. Jean Chrétien destroyed her in a uh, in, with a majority, right? So it's like he uses Brian Marooney to promote his his agenda. Now these people are talking about vote splitting. Now when Brian Marooney was prime minister, what party was he, was he the head of? It was a conservative. No, no, sorry, I'm spacing out. It was the progressive conservative. Progressive conservative. Yeah. It was not the Conservative Party again. Yeah, that's why I was. That's why I paused for a second. I'm like, wait a minute, is yeah. that the change? So, as a direct result of Brian Maroney, Gretchen gets in, and because Maroney was considered what's called a red Tory, right? So yeah. he's just a liberal conservative, um, just like Pierre Trudeau was an NDP liberal. Yeah, and um, so well, not an NDP this kind of. Um, I need to get me one of them shirts. So let's go to markdice.com. You'll, you'll find me. Um, but the um, anyway, Brian Marooney was a red Tory. So the result of Brian Marooney, the Reform Party of Canada formed. Yeah. Similar to how the PPC did. Yes. So what ended up happening was the Liberals just dominated the 90s, right? So, and the Reform Party under Preston Manning got quite a bit of run and then they decided to merge the reform party with the progressive conservative party and that formed the conservative party of canada yeah so here we are this is how dumb politics are is 
you have the conservative party leader using somebody from a different party, pretending it was the same party, because it's not. The progressive conservatives, the conservative party of Canada are not supposed to be the same. No. But this is what happens when you worry about the vote split. So, first of all, the media has done a very successful job saying how evil right-wing politics are. Yes. Right? Great job. Well, the issue is, is that if the line is here, you know, this is my, my left hand, the left, left wing is here, the right wing is here. Say like, oh, they're far right. But what's actually happened policy-wise is the left has moved further left. Yes. I think I talked about this last time. Yeah, 100%. Right. But what's happening is when you vote split is you're worried, oh, we gotta, we can't do the vote split. We got to make sure that we get our person. So you start, the left starts going over and you're just chasing them. Yeah. You're not actually standing for your values. No. So it's not that it's far right. It's just still right. And what is right? You know, it's, it's technically it's true liberalism, which is individual rights and, yeah. You know, the rights to property ownership and all that and respect your neighbor. And, blah, and that's blah. what I explained to, uh, to, to Becky when we were talking about this was that when you, when this, this election that just happened, when we wanted to vote, we were very torn because like we were just talking about the conservative party is not the conservative party anymore. Right. And so we were very torn to find how our values and how change we wanted uh, would be represented, right? And what I told my wife was is that, and this is the kind of election you don't just vote to get somebody out because you want them out because, and you look at the platforms, they're very similar. And this is an election where even though it may not be the right thing to do in terms of other people's eyes, you vote for where you want the country to go. You vote for the change that you want to invoke. You might have to uh, endure some more bullshit to get the change. It's like anything. It's like any, you know, you know the stupid, uh, you know, how do you get the success? It's all. It's like a stock market chart. You go up, down, goes up. To get to the change that you want to get to, you're gonna have to still endure some of these rough times. But you got to vote for that change in order for it to ever occur, right? And not against something that you don't want. Exactly. And and so that's what why I never, once I saw that video and I heard the explanation and I thought about it in my head over and over and over and I'm like, you know, I, I how I voted is nobody's fucking business, but I voted for change. See how, look at that, how it is. Look at what the landscape was. I voted for the change that I wanted for my kids growing up in this country, if we even stay here for them to grow up, which is pr pretty much no right now or not. Uh. I voted for that change that we wanted. I didn't vote just to get the guy out. The guy will get out when he gets out, right? Um, I voted for the change that when he does get out, this is where we want to end up to. And I think that's where, we're, where a lot of people were lost with that frame of mind. All they're doing is playing the game and, and just allowing their values to get pulled over. Exactly, you. yeah. If you, if you vote based... You never can, you can't possibly split a vote. No, I don't think it's. If a, you vote based on your values and the platform that you like, if it's on the same, it's, if it's in the same group of plebs that, you know, one, the group of plebs you're in is divided in two, whichever of those, that group of plebs you, you feel is, you know, best represents you, you vote for. Yeah. And same on the other side. And then, well, maybe the other side just avoids doing that. 
Sooner or later, it's going to happen. That the pendulum always swings. The problem now is they're trying to cut the pendulum out. Yeah, they're trying to remove the pendulum, and it's sad how like people are falling for this. Like, why are people like? I, it's been so upsetting to see young people on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube referring to the rights as privileges. Yes. Yeah. If you want your privileges. What the hell? The government is not your parents. They're not uh, your privileges. The, the, the ability to wake up in the morning, take a shower, hop in your car, go to Tim Hortons, get a coffee, go to the mall, buy something stupid, and then go, you know, or go to work. Yeah. Then after work, go to the gym, work out, look at some hot chicks, go then go to the mall, do something stupid, buy something stupid, go home, waste your night. Those are your rights. Yeah, it's not your exactly. privilege. It's not a privilege. None of the none of what you mentioned is privilege. Like that's yeah. all, like even the you know how they act. They they like to say driving is a privilege. No, like did you think they? No, driving that? is a privilege. I driving know. I, I I no, but I I oh they try to compare it. I argue. Yeah. I argue that like driving is a privilege. Well, back in the day, you know, if you were fucking driving a horse and carriage, that wasn't a privilege. That was what you had to fucking do to get around. Like. Yeah. So I'm not making the like some people should not have licenses to drive because they can kill and hurt a lot of fucking people. I'm not trying to. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to say the action of moving, freedom of movement yeah. from one. You place need a to license drive. to drive. You don't need a license to move. Around. Move. That's what. That's and, where and I'm getting. That's where by, I was getting. By provoking, yeah. By provoking a, 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 a vax pass, you're basically making it a license for you to move around. Yes. And the more that people accept this, now you've removed your God-given human rights. To move, freely move. That's that's what I'm to, talking about. And you are making them privileges. Yeah. Right? That's why like that, there's a, a speech in V for Vendetta that he talks about how you know you can't cast the blame solely on them. You have to cast the blame on yourself. And the worst part of it is, is people see things too much on the surface. Right? So I, I like I, I I do like that movie. Yeah. And you know, you watch it and it's like these right-wing lunatics because they have the cross and it's all like yeah. religious and stuff and that's how they always portray it so that it gets the easily mentally persuaded plebes to look for direct um they, they look for direct examples so it's like oh it's always the religious people who are doing they fail to see parallels right like Right now, I, I, oh, I was listening to Peterson the other day, and he was talking about like the whole fat acceptance movement and that, and how you remove religion from society and religion forms in other ways. Yeah, and that's where wokeism comes. Like he is so, yeah, he's a brilliant, brilliant. guy. Like he's so brilliant. The clips he posts on Instagram, I <sighs> encourage everyone it, to listen. Yeah, at least one. Yeah, day. and of course you got to shut him down, right? Yeah. The group of other believes they got to shut him well, down because regardless it, of how it, you feel about the guy, his uh, if anyone's listening, how they feel about the guy, uh, it's uh, just listen to him and just be listen open to his about message. it. Just listen to his yeah. message and be open about it. Make your judgment after. Just be open while you're listening to it. And I think well, the problem is they can't get past the ad hominem attack of not liking him. Yeah. By any mistake in him, so him. you can't do that. That's called that hominem, and that is not a valid argument. Yeah. Right. So the um, but yeah, like so he was talking about that, and you form religion. So people see a movie like Beaver Vendetta, and they they always equate it to the the crazy religious people. They can't see the religion of woke that they're actually doing. Like 
communism itself is against, like the actual written document of the Communist Manifesto is completely against religion, thus making communism itself a religion. Yeah. Because that's how they start to look at it. But they can't see it because they're above it. It's like, it's like one of the things when, like, you know, I'm not an atheist, right? Yeah. But you run into some of these atheists, and they 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 talk to you like you're stupid if you believe that. No. Yeah, I I know exactly what you're saying. I have run into- and and but they and they fail to realize that atheism in itself is a religion. Yes, it exactly. It's exactly the same thing as what they're trying to say. I uh, I I am doing like you you're yeah. part of a religion too. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Same with vegans. Same with CrossFitters. <laughs> same with BJJ idiots like us. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Part of this little religious cult that loves to hug each other on the mats and roll we around. Love to, we love to snuggle in our pajamas. Snuggle in our pajamas. <laughs> anyway, I prefer the pajamas. No pajamas. <laughs> uh, so anyway, how do we? Where were the fuck? Where we? We're so stupid. Uh, we're talking about like the the parallel. So what I was getting at, we're talking about with V for Vendetta, with how you how the movie portrays the religious side as the yes, extreme okay, yeah. right, and, they, and people fail to understand that there is no extreme right and extreme left when it involves totalitarianism. It's totalitarianism and individualism. That's it. Yeah. There's no other. There's no other spectrum. The, the, the look at it the other way. Communism, I said it in the last time we spoke, communism always turns into fascism, 100% of the time, yeah. right? Just because it's not exactly Mussolini's fascism or Hitler's fascism does not make it any less fascist. It's the history doesn't repeat itself thing, right? History does not repeat itself. History rhymes, yes. right? You, 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 know, the, you know, it rhymes. It's not going to be exactly the same, right? Like people who say like, oh, you know, in a, look, look, look. Like if you read books like 1984, they discuss in how the totalitarians adjust language. They yeah. change language. That's exactly well, what happened again. In this whole in this in this whole jab process, they change the definition of what an anti-vaxxer is. Yep, exactly. It's basically they're basically saying if you don't agree to take every single vaccine, you're an anti-vaxxer. Vaxxer. Yeah. That's that's the only way to explain how Merriam Webster changed that 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 definition. Right, because if I take every other vaccine except this one, I'm an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. How, how is that even possible? That that doesn't make sense in itself. So Log- in order, logical. so that is is ridiculous. Like the, the yeah, logic- and it comes down to Star Wars. Yeah. Like th- it comes down to Star Wars. Right here we go. Right <laughs> down the rabbit hole. You know, only a Sith. Only a Sith. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like it, it, it's either you take them all. Or, you or you're an anti-vaxxer. You can't take like 99 of 100. So it's it's all or nothing, right? So it's like, come on, man. Like it, this world is getting harder and harder. Well, the live. other the other term that they label everyone is anti-lockdown. Like who in the fuck is in favor of a lockdown? Like even if you're on the uh, side of uh, taking the well, you don't. Yeah, Anti-masker. If you're, if like, I, I, I'm gonna put my mindset into. I'm gonna, this is me putting the cap on here. I'm putting the cap on. I'm putting myself into this mindset. If I believe in this vaccine so much, if I believe in the mask so much, why would I be against us getting back to normal or normal activities? That is sort of why we are doing these measures, right? But all of a sudden, somebody who says, "I'm against." 
the lockdown and I'm not the lockdown and the measures are two different things. The health measures are one thing and the lockdowns are another thing. I'm against uh lockdown. I don't believe that we should be locked down, the economy should be locked down. Well how is that any different you want to get back to those activities that you why would you want them closed? That's why I'm doing these things. That's why I'm social distancing. That's why I'm putting the mask on. That's why I'm taking I want to get back to these so so, so why would you label someone who just doesn't agree with the fact that you're lo- that we're not allowed to move. Do you get what I'm saying? I feel like I'm rambling. Yeah, no, I do. It, it comes down to, I remember I was doing an online boot camp class and um, early on in the pandemic, like end of April. Yeah. And I brought up, someone brought up new normal. Yes. Right. And I said, guys, guys, please don't use that terminology. Don't use that terminology. They're trying to brainwash you into accepting a change in our freedom right and i i saw on the screen i had like 10 people on my screen and i could see a couple of them being like you know i you know you can see them hesitant like oh, yeah how crispy saying this right but they don't understand like that's how it's done yeah right like well it's the new normal we're going towards a new normal a new normal man like all the phrasing watching this canadian election from five thousand miles away was like watching a movie. Yeah. Listening <laughs> George is naked. He's just running around. <laughs> George. He speaks Klingon. He goes like da do da do the um, <laughs> he's got a cup but he's too he's the happiest kid ever right now. He just had a shower it looks like so um, anyway the uh, I'm sorry I got super distracted there. this whole new normal this whole new normal thing all the slogans that they'd be going with with this and watching the Canadian election, that's where I was from yeah, yeah. Um, from, from afar. Like it's, like, yeah. it's like watching a movie. The things these politicians say are so incredibly stupid. Yeah. Like, we're in this together. Together we do this. Like, It's so predictable and stupid that seeing people follow it and post it and believe it, and it's like, Comes down to Agent K again, right? Exactly. You know, like the person is smart, but people are dumb, dangerous, panicking animals. Oh, like I'm sure you watching Trudeau. Like what I was. I can't with, listen to that man, man. Every time he opens his mouth, I want to punch it. Yes, I'm sorry. That, that being said, yes, I agree with you. But watching him at his rallies bugged me, not because of him. I don't care about. But you him. mean the people, the people chasing him out of the town? Or no. <laughs> Uh, the gravel throwers, the the weapons that they use, the the weapons of destruction they used to. Yeah. I'm totally against people throwing gravel at Trudeau. I mean, bricks maybe, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, where's where's B- where, where's Antifa when you need them? Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, watch fascist. Watching him speak, he wasn't speaking as a rational thinking human being. He was very angry in his tone. He was very angry and directed and very in my opinion, dangerous. The way he was speaking reminded me a lot of some of the history videos I've watched of very bad, bad men. The way he was referring to people, the way he was just talking about his agendas and everything, it was very, it seemed like a very violent person. And when I say violent, I don't mean... It's his compassion. I don't mean physical violence. I mean a type of violence that will destroy people to a whole new level. Like when you get in their head to that level, that is a violence you can't get, get out. And, and and at the same time, it's like people think 
it's funny when people try to equate, you know, if you're anti-jab, right? I hate to use that thing. So let's say if you choose not anti-jab, you just choose, choose not. not to take it, that you're the specific health scare in society. And when people equate it to, you know, you did in, in Nazi Germany, people get offended. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's not even close. It's like, you, you got to stop. You, you know, you say never again, but like, they didn't go from practicing the religion to gastric. Yeah. I mean, right? And and people say this, like, it's one step at a time. Winston Churchill said, you know, the price of peace is internal, is eternal vigilance. People only equate that to going to war, like, you know, the war on terror. Like, we have to go to fight those Iraqis who don't actually have weapons of mass destruction just because they have weapons of mass destruction, as we say so. And we got to fight them because of terrorism. And we got to go to Afghanistan and, and, and knock them into the first century. And I remember Rob Williams made the group, the joke, Oh, upgrade. <laughs> um, right. So, um, but you know, you, we have to do this and that's vigilance. No vigilance is in your daily actions, how you treat other human beings. <laughs> and, um, so I got to give him a cameo here. Yeah, there he is. Where's that face? Where is it? Oh, that's not the plain side. Oh, there he's hungry. Look at that. He's hungry. <laughs> so, but that's, that's how it, that's how it happens. And it's, and it's sad to see this and it's all over the world right now. Like it's, it's nuts. Like I'm down here and we're having second guesses about staying here. We're, we're starting to, we're starting to weigh our options. I don't want to go anywhere. I want to stay here. I like it here. I like the Belizean people. Um, but, you know, it's, 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 it's a bit of a pain in the ass living here because it's hard to get stuff. But, um, I mean, it gets any crazier here. We're, we're heading to Mexico. Yeah. Right. Like, and uh, I feel we feel the same way because I think I told you this last time we were uh, well, we were looking at the option of, of getting out of here. And, you know, now in our head, it's finalized that we will be getting out of here at some point. Um, we won't be like not Canadians anymore. We're going to split our time. That's something that we want to do um, in, in another place. It's just another opportunity that we saw that that sparked from this this uh situation but now we're sitting back and when we're looking okay where do we want to go well it's happening everywhere right there's a very select few places where you can pockets of the world you can get away from right now and you can actually be away from it but it, it's all it's it's like a wildfire it's spreading everywhere and you know I, there's n there's not much running you can do before it you're going to run into it right yeah so, like i, I I saw a guy online the other day he said, Oh yeah, I'm about to go to Australia. And I, and it was on, um, <laughs> it was on Henry's, on Henry's wall. Yeah. Um, not my dog, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking and, about. um, and I commented, I was like, dude, you must not be paying attention to what's happening in Australia right now. No, I'm and not. he actually commented, he commented back. No, I'm not. What's happening in Australia. I'm like, Oh, oh God. <laughs> Cause that was, uh, that was, uh, my wife's first thought because she spent three or four years there. She, and she Australia is Canada South. Yeah. She you know how bad, bad – Sorry, go ahead. Like Blade and I badly would like to just jump on a plane, fly to Canada, visit some family, spend about a month there, and then fly back. Right? Yeah. But you don't have that option. No, you don't. You come, in, in my opinion, if you come back here, you risk the, the, the possibility of not being able to get back out ever again. Right? Yeah. I think that – 
Um, the next, this is just my personal opinion. Other people can have their opinion about it, but I think the next time me and my my family all get on, <laughs> we're not going to be coming back. I, I just, like, if I'm going on a plane, it's probably because I'm maybe going to go compete or something. But the next time all four of us start on a plane together, or for the first time, actually, because we haven't been able to travel since Benson was born, because he was born in 2019, right before it started, uh, it's going to be, we're not getting a return ticket. It's that's That's just how I feel at this point. And, I mean... I'm not trying to paint this this picture that you know I'm living in this first world country and I'm all privileged and I'm angry and no I'm I'm saying the future very much I wouldn't say seems bleak but it's uh, it's not a very well painted picture for politics around the world there's this this shift that's happening and it's spread like like last year it was very contained and now it's spread and it's, I'm not talking about the virus if you know what I mean no, I know what you mean. It was it was contained for a reason. Yeah. And the media worked real hard to remove that reason. Right? So yeah, the um yeah. So I, I mean, I'm all ready for my to grab my sword and shield and fight for my freedom. I'm serious, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think a lot of people are getting there too. Yeah. I um I interact with a lot of people on a daily basis and not and it's it's funny because not these people don't agree with what's going on, but because they're attacks by, like, for example, mandates, I ran into somebody, uh, it breaks my heart when I have to hear this. There's so many guys I know where their work is mandating it. So now they have, you're putting people in this position. And then people turn around and say, oh, we're not forcing anybody. Yeah, exactly. You're putting people in a position where. Well, what is coercion, right? Yeah. And you're putting, it breaks my heart because, I mean, Fortunately, I don't have to go through this as a business owner. I don't have to to face these this kind of a situation. But I have friends now who you know they work in the hospital or they work at just a lawyer. I have a friend who's a lawyer and he works at a lawyer's office. Like that has nothing to do with anything. That's the lowest risk possible. You're a fucking lawyer, but now you're choosing. You're giving this person an option between providing for their family and doing something they don't want to do. And what makes you think that you, by this person complying, they're not going to come back to that office and fucking resent the shit out of you for the next... You do, you're not going to get a happy, healthy workplace environment. You're not creating more toxic workplace environments. Now you're taking, say, let's say, based on the percentages that they're they're throwing out there, uh, you know, so the certain population is, it is, is gotten the jab. Well, you're going to take 20% of each workplace and fire them because they didn't get it. What is that going to do to the economy, dumbasses? It's going to fucking tank the economy. They don't. They don't care though. They're looking but for. You're already like, that's why the U.S. That's why the U.S. military is is doing all the wokeness. They're trying to identify the people they don't want for yeah. the thuggery. That it, there's a lot. To, it sounds very conspiracy, and it. But again, this is another one of those conspiracies that's real. Yeah. And um, you know, well, let's let let's wrap with this, right? Yeah. So what's going to happen, I believe, in Canada over the next 18 months is the divide is going to get deeper. Yeah. Trudeau is going to push Canadians. Just look at Australia. They're just four or five months ahead of Canada. It's a, right? war, zone. It's a war zone. So except Canadians still have guts. Yeah. Right. Um, and 
credit. I saw like the Niagara Regional Police are like, screw you guys. We're not, we're not, we're not forcing this crap, right? Um, we're, we're, we're here for the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedom. Good for you guys. Um, but anyway, the, uh, you know, what's going to happen is Canadians, they're going to create the divide. They're going to use more, more and more rhetoric. Yes. That's going to divide the people more and more, doing the best to vilify the non-compliant. Yes. It's going to push Canadians to the brink. There's going to be an event. Something is going to happen. Yes. And they're going to use this event similar to what the U.S. is using January 6th for. Because January 6th is not what the mainstream media says it was. Right? It's, they're using it as the Reichstag fire. And they're going to use in Canada whatever this event is because it's just going to push Canadians to a point where something's going to happen. And they're going to use this to attack all the isms and ists and those supreme people and all that, vilify any sort of opposition. And it's going to come down to whether Canadians put a stop to it or not. Right? And... Um, It'll happen within 18 months because what's going to happen, they're going to use these sort of strategies to create an event and they're going to, at the height of the propaganda cycle, call another election. Call an election, yeah. That's what it, and try to get another majority. Yeah. Right. And I, yeah. I agree with you 100%. I was telling that to a lot of people last year. I, I thought that this year there would be that sort of event that you were you, you're referring to i thought it was going to happen this year and i was mistaken it will happen within the next 18 months and it all it all makes sense if you just think about it but yes and it's it's scary to think about it because you don't know what kind of event that could be right yeah. could be. now the thing with canadians is we're very docile uh and complacent people yeah but to our credit canadians can be very we get pushed Canadians can be very, very um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're I mean, a, a, a point of pride for the country is like our troops are the most feared troops in World War One and World War Two, right? So, yeah. um, the we get the job done, but the you know, I fear that Canada is just not Canada anymore. It's right? not. So. And as somebody who's living here and and still here, I can tell you on a daily basis, it gets. Uh, more un-Canadian than, than it, like, I remember not long ago where if I held a door open for somebody, I would be like, hey man, thank you very much. It was like, they would come out, now I hold a door open for somebody and I'm so lucky as if I get a head nod or anything. They just walk it's by. It's because like, you can't talk and stuff. Yeah, your muscle. yeah. yeah cause, <laughs> and so, I, you know, for me, that's the most glaring thing. Like, when I was growing up, people you would walk across another Canadian, not even know them. You give them a head nod. You talk, the conversation was there. It was always pleasant. It was always pleasant to talk to another person. And now on the streets, especially Toronto, it's just a fucking tension. Like everyone's looking at each other with judgment eyes. And it's just the most, it's not Canadian. It has fell and it's, it's going to take a lot to bring it back to that. It's funny how you, how you said there that for my Japanese jiu-jitsu black belt, um, there was a social component to it that uh, uh, our sensei made us do. And, I, and that was, we had to do like 150 good deeds. Yeah. Right. And record them. Right? And it was like, it's like one of those things you're like, I'm a BJJ guy. I just want to. I just want to. You know, 
That's right. why I choke people, get my back up, right? <laughs> so, um, but there, there's a social component there too. But, but this was actually action. And I was like, well, how am I going to get all these things in? I opened like 150 doors. <laughs> but it's so easy because you just automatically do it anyway. <laughs> right? Because yeah. being a Canadian, you're just like, open the door, right? Open the door. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm at a four-way stop. Go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, that that's and so I I agree with everything you said. I because I thought it was gonna happen this year. I thought that event and that would happen this year. Um and yeah, I it's unfortunate that I, we, I think it's gonna be I think that what's gonna create the event is they're gonna really try to isolate um people who uh don't yeah. comply, the uncompliant and push human rights to the brink yeah and either people are going to wake up to it or fall or they're going to accept it yeah right it's, so it's, it's unfortunate that that's the way it's going to be but yeah. i i feel the same way and i'm not trying to paint a, a grim picture i don't think that you're trying to do it either i just think that's just the reality of the situation and things need to be done but you know before we go because i want to order a fucking pizza it's a friday night uh, uh, what do you think? I got to eat some pasta before my six-hour ride in the morning. Uh, what do you think can be done? Like, wh- like if we're sitting here thinking, okay, like we're gonna wrap this shit up of all what we talked about. What can be done? Like, what steps need to be taken for me and you to revisit this conversation in six months and be like, hey, we're headed in a direction where we're going back to what I consider normal, right? Complete non-compliance. One, one word. It's the only way. Because what they're doing is, the, you know, gyms, churches, pubs, all get shut down. Yeah. Revolutions start in social settings. By shutting all that down, like it sounds more conspiracy, but it's the truth. By shutting all that down, by stopping families from being able to see each other, turning families on one another. Uh, do you know Yuri Bezmanov is? No, I don't. You need to uh, look up Yuri Bezmanov. Talk to Ivan. Talk to Ivan about it. Okay, I will. He'll send it to you, right? A lot of it will make sense, right? Uh, and you should link it to this to Yuri Bezmanov. Okay, I'll take a look at it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's about subverting democracy, right? Okay. So, yeah. All right. So, yeah. Let's call it a wrap because I gotta eat. Fuel yep. up for my morning and great, great chat, Ashton. We've been it, was, it was a great chat. <laughs> But yeah, thank you for doing it. Um, also, just tell people, because a lot of people loved you from The Last of Us, tell people where they can reach you and about your life coaching stuff uh, so they can reach out to you if they want any of that. Yeah, I don't like to take on a lot of clients because I take it real seriously when I do it. Um, and, you know, if you're looking to make a change, it's a ripple effect life coaching. You can uh, just Facebook it or just direct message me on Facebook. I'm in Belize. Um, you know, you can uh, just message me direct and, uh, you know, that's the best way. Just, just Facebook messenger me. I always get back to you. If I, if I read your, your message and you, cause you see my icon pop up, but I don't reply to you immediately or there's a message me again, because I usually don't miss messages. If you send me a message and it looks like I didn't check it, I saw it, but I don't open it until i'm ready to reply to it because that way it doesn't get pushed down my messenger box because i do get quite a few messages all right cool 
right? Because right. I, I like that annoying prompt on my cell phone. To <laughs> yeah, I, I do that too. I leave them on there. I leave all the icons because I... Otherwise you forget, man. Yeah, I'll forget. I'll swipe it off and be like, oh, whatever. Anyway. And I'm in Belize, so the only way I keep the manager knowing what day it is is my clients. <laughs> if it wasn't <laughs> for my clients, I wouldn't know. Yeah, you wouldn't even remember. <laughs> Time stands still in the tropics, right? Right. Oh, totally. I can't believe it's September because the leaves are still green. Oh. <laughs> Don't give, don't remind me. Toronto was a shit pile today. Like you know, in that classic Canadian turnover weather, it was just gloomy. In one day, yeah, it's like rain. five degrees. Like literally last week on Sunday, it was like thirty degrees, and now it's twelve degrees, rainy, wet, ugly, no sun, dark. Yeah, yeah, depressing yeah. as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> let's leave it. Let's leave it on that. No, so thank you everybody for listening. Uh, tune in next time. I'm gonna bring you another great show. Peace out. All right. Thanks for having me, Ashton. Buddy, thank you for watching. Please do me a favor. Click the like below. Share on YouTube. Share on Instagram. Share on Facebook. Spread the word so I can keep creating more content for you. And keep providing you with a great podcast experience. Peace out.